I'm back. So, um, with this episode, I... I wanted to speak on something that I think many of us, many of us do without realising. And I'm going to title this episode called Silent uh, Promises. And these are the things that we make to ourselves, the promises that we make um, in our heart to ourselves but we don't necessarily voice them out loud. And these promises can come through, be it um, whether you're a child, an adult, um, whatever age or stage. But these are the promises that we may have seen a situation and said, okay, um, I really wanna be successful. And in order for me to be successful, um, I promise myself that I'm going to, you know, achieve this amount of, of money or, or, or um, network with this group of people or um, set these um, amount of goals by this age or by this time. It could also look like, um, you know, maybe seeing someone in your family um, who has struggled with their health. Um, for quite a long time and and struggled to um, live a healthy lifestyle and you make a promise to yourself that um, you know I I don't want to um, be at a certain age and stage and be sick Um, I I promise myself that I will eat healthy I promise myself I will exercise regularly I promise myself that I will always go to the doctors and get my checkups it could also look like, I don't know, it could look like in terms of um, seeing someone um, around you or someone you um, admire, seeing um, something that they have and you desire that and you make a promise to yourself in your, your heart silently um, that in order for you to get what they have, there's a certain way you have to conduct yourself. There's there's a certain um, type of lifestyle that you're going to need to start to um, live in order to have what that person has. And essentially, I think what I want us to understand today is um, these silent promises, a lot of times they go unnoticed and... Um, they can give us what we deem good or bad results, but my focus is not necessarily on um, right now, the, the results being good or bad, but it's more um, to do with the fact that you make a silent promise to yourself. And when we look at the word of God, um, he speaks on the importance of um, surrendering your heart over to him. There's a scripture actually that's just coming to mind in regards of um, the heart and um, what that looks like in terms of our relationship with God. So let me just get that for you. Yeah, um, I got it. So that is, um, it's Psalms 33 and it's verse 15 and it says, He made their hearts so he understands um everything they do um and 
In regards to, um, I just wanted to just highlight that verse. In regards to the silent promises, I think it's it's remembering to. It's remembering to allow God into our heart, um, in those moments. A lot of times, um, we don't actually realize we make those type of promises to ourselves. Um, but we do, you know, we're so used to writing down our goals and our promises, like things that we desire, um, and then going back to them. But we make so many more promises to ourselves than we actually even realize. And, you know, for me, as I said right now, um, I don't want to focus on, on this part in the episode, um, it being good or bad, but it's understanding that just for your heart in general it's to allow God to be the center of it um you know recently I I had something um I had an experience which was disappointing um but uh it really helped me to it helped me to understand um in in why I was disappointed and, and what it was um I was meant to attend something and um, I wasn't able to do so um, and I had had I had planned you know with enough time to to do what I needed to do um, and head out to um, get done what I needed to get done let's just say that and um, I end up not being able to do it and um, on the walk back from um, me missing um, me missing my appointment um, and I was just thinking I was really really thinking I had plenty of time to think it was a long walk um, <laughs> I was thinking and um, all these thoughts were coming into my head in terms of um, why I missed it and um, what the circumstance um, felt like and maybe if um, something was done differently or if I you know if I wasn't in the circumstance that I'm in maybe I would have been able to get to my appointment maybe um, I could have you know plan planned it um, better and there was just so many things and what was happening was an umbrella of thought was being um, unfolded. So then other thoughts, um, you know, were bubbling up to the surface. And I say bubbling up because they were always there. And then I thought, I, I, I went a step further and thought, okay, well, the whole reason why I'm having this appointment, the whole reason why um, I'm where I'm at is because this is what I was thinking. It's because, you know, circumstances I was forced in this in this position you know um, and now I'm trying to make the best with what I have around and what I can do and then other thoughts were coming from there and thinking well if I wasn't forced in this position I wouldn't have you know um, been the circumstance I'm in and from from one initial thought of oh, I missed what I was meant to do I missed um, something I was meant to attend just it just went all the way back to childhood <laughs> Um, as I said, I had a long time to walk. And essentially, um, after I'd gotten out all my frustration and 
just felt like well this was a waste of time this was a waste of money this was a waste of so much and um i don't want to be in the situation right now and why is this walk so long um a sense of calm a sense of peace you know just filled me because i'd gotten out all all the thoughts that i needed to get out and i was like okay holy spirit um you know how i feel um and i don't understand why things turned out the the way they did but what do you want me to learn from this um and you know i felt in my spirit the words the words um silent disappointment and then it was silent questions um, it wasn't exactly in that order, but let's just say it was all together. Um, but the the end result of what I got was um, silent questions. And I was like, well, what's this to do with today? You know, um, what what's this to do with right now? What's this to do with me? <laughs> um, oh, gosh, my, my blinds are open because um, it's warm. So um and what the holy spirit was showing me was going all the way to the final thought i had ronnie the reason why you feel the way you feel is because for you you had looked at circumstances around you growing up and you had said that you know i want to do better i don't want to be in this you know in in a certain financial position that i don't desire it doesn't necessarily have to be a position of for those of you out there it doesn't have to mean anything to do with struggling it just could be that that's just not the type of lifestyle you want um and i had made a silent promise to myself um and I didn't realise all these years I was carrying around a burden of if things aren't done in a particular way, in a particular timing, you know, as, as dramatic as it is, as this is, when it's not really anyway, um, I'm not going to you know be successful or i'm not going to be able to have the things i desire um i'm not going to be able to reach the people that i can reach and from one initial thought um a moment of anger feeling like well why is it i missed my appointment to all the way thinking about what that means in terms of success what that means in terms of my life what that means in terms of my future the holy spirit was showing me through those trail of thoughts that um, when I had made that promise, I didn't, I didn't allow him to enter into my heart for that particular promise. And that can be confusing as, as Christians because it's like, no, God's entered into my heart, I'm a Christian. But this is, this is the, the, the point where we always go back to is there is a difference between um, justification and sanctification we're all justified we're all saved by grace we're all saved by the blood of jesus christ 
but what happens after that is um hold on let me just close my window <laughs> this aeroplane is so loud back to your regularly scheduled programming um but what happens is with sanctification um there are things within us that are not renewed that are not changed because when christ enters into our life we then belong to him and if you remember the the image i gave um about the house um a number of episodes back now the house is bought but then now it needs to be there needs to be someone living in the house and in order for someone to live in that house um, each and every room must be um, cleaned each and every room the the cobwebs must be removed the floorboards that are crooked and wonky must be fixed and this is all before you know you, you put paint into the house and you put carpets this is all before you put furniture into the house and you and you um you put items that you desire into the house each and every room there are things there are holes and cracks in the walls there are things within the rooms that are in, that are in the wrong places and what god does is step by step bit by bit he sorts one place out he sorts another place out he puts a paint of coat in this room he puts varnish on on these floors he, he fixes the lighting in this room and this is bit by bit and this process happens throughout our entire life and when you look at it like that you realize that there's so much more to be done and I don't want to say that from a place of pressure or say that from a place of um to make you feel um full of despair or to feel hopeless but from a place of comfort and to know that when you are feeling um, a certain way or when you're thinking certain thoughts or when you're still struggling with anxiety or you're still struggling with depression or you're still struggling with anger or, or, or fear, it's not that Christ hasn't entered into your life. It's not that, you know, um, it was a lie that you became a Christian. It's not that God doesn't love you. None of those things are true. It is just simply a process. And... Um, I think I just want to gently say this for us to understand is um, if you make certain silent promises, let's just say um, 2015, let's, let's, let's give a date, now we're in 2021, understand that there are things in your life that has been built up or over a period of time so it is going to take a step-by-step -step process for God to renew you and that does not mean that God doesn't have the power it doesn't mean that he doesn't have the ability to do so but it means that you're human it means that you get to have a loving relationship with him it means that you get to step-by-step -step see yourself changed you know I, I heard um, a preaching one time and someone said when all the work is done that's when your last breath has left your body and you are in heaven and you are dwelling with the Lord and enjoying yourself for eternity. Meaning, saying that there are things that 
are constantly needed to be renewed and needed to be changed. Um, I think it can be irritating. I'm going to be honest. It can be irritating because some experiences that I've had, it's not my first time around. Um, and yes, I think, and I had to admit this to God today. Yes, like each and every person, I don't expect to go through something once and expect there to be a big transformational change. Um, and that's not the case in life, you know. You know, when we look at the children of Israel and, and um, they walked around the mountain for 40, 40 years. And people say, oh, they should have just done it the first time around. Um, I believe that God was gracious in giving them the 40 years because he knew the state that their hearts were in. As, as the word says, he made their hearts so he understands everything they do. So in my heart, and this, this is just me saying this, please don't see this as um, theological, let's just go and change the scriptures. Um, but in my heart, I honestly believe that God knew that um, they would have struggled to get to their destination in the time frame, in the time frame that scholars are saying that um, it would have actually taken them to, to get to their destination um, because of the state that their hearts were in. And when I see God giving them 40 years, I see 40 years of compassion and grace. Um, and I believe that if they had seen what he desired them to see, learn what he did desire them to learn that even after year 10 they would have entered into the promised land the, the generation that died because obviously there was a generation that lived and did enter into the promised land but i believe the generation that died i believe that they would have still entered into the promised land you know even when i look into the the, the scriptures and i see people making mistakes i see people um having a certain heart posture a certain mindset and you see how time and time again, you know, God forgave them and time and time again that God reminded them that his grace is sufficient for them. Um, time and time again, God was like, I will come and rescue you. Even when we look at the um, children of Israel and we look at from the period from like um, the book of Kings. So let's just say, let me just pick random books. Kings, um, Samuel. We look at um, those particular books and we just see how they failed, they stumbled over and over again and God picked them up over and over again. And um, I think let go of this pressure, and I'm speaking to myself, honestly, um, but to those of you listening, let go of this pressure to feel like you have to get it the first time around. You know, a, an image is coming into my mind right now of a baby. And um, most babies have to fall over and over again before they learn to walk. And then even when they learn to walk, there's the next stages of um, running. There's the next stages of um just progressing in, 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 in what they can do physically. 
and it's a continual process and I know sometimes myself I don't want the process I want everything done now I want it done my way and I know sometimes we can look at that and say oh um you know that's a mindset of of entitlement that's a mindset of privilege that's a mindset of um you know having a lack of patience and to an extent I hear that but from from the way I want this episode to go I want us to understand that it's normal to want things done straight away um and that doesn't matter the race that doesn't matter the country that doesn't matter the gender that doesn't matter the social status no matter where you are it's normal to want things done now we live in a broken world and part of our broken state is having things done our way um that's part of our state that's part of our default and I think for me, knowing that and accepting that, it can be hard because it's like, no, no, God, you know, I, I like to do everything right. I like to do everything on time. But the truth of the matter is it, it's my default. And that's where God comes in. God knows our default is broken. So therefore, this continual process of sanctification is to help us to understand, okay, I know you feel disappointed. I know you want things done in a certain time frame, but can we talk along the way? Can we commune along the way? Can we have laughter along the way? Can 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 I see your angry moments? Can I see your peed off moments? Can can I see your fearful moments? I want to be with you in every in every stage and every part of your life, Ronnie. And I'm actually getting quite emotional, Ugh. but um, I never felt today like God was condemning me. I felt um, like God was allowing me to hear my own thoughts so that I can understand that I need him. So that I can understand I can't do it on my own. So that I can understand I can plan as much as I want, work as hard as what as much as I want. I can I can pray as much as I want and say, God, well, I pray it's done in this time frame. And even still, God will answer the prayers in his timing. Because that's another thing. I know I've I have um fallen short of this. Um, because I do believe that God answer my you know answers my prayers. But there are moments where, um, I don't even just want to say moments, there are many times where, because I know God answers my prayers, when a prayer doesn't seem to me like it's answered in the way that I wanted, or in the time frame, I'm like, yeah, but God, you didn't really answer it, did you? Or, but you need to do a bit more. Um, and it's understanding, again, the scripture that says he made their hearts so he understands everything they do. I want to go a step further. A lot of times and only when you have gotten past that stage in terms of you receive um, what God has given you, um, be it emotional or physical, do you then look back and say, thank you, God, that it wasn't actually done in my timing or it wasn't done in my will. A lot of times what we desire is truly not what we desire and what i saw in this thought process of 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 um just me thinking going from disappointment and frustration to all the way back to childhood it it was much bigger than uh, me 
going to a place and, and, and attending an, an, an appointment, it was about me feeling like if things aren't done in a certain time, in a certain way, it's the death of me. You know what I mean? And, and I want you to understand that those thoughts that you have, they're not dramatic thoughts, they're real thoughts because everything is connected and I want you to know that, okay, you've made certain promises and you feel like if you break them, you'll be doing yourself a disservice. You, you, you will make yourself look silly or make yourself look foolish and that's not the case. It doesn't matter what people think or say about you um, or how they feel towards you or how they act towards you. It matters what God says. Um, so yeah, um, these silent promises, it's interesting because, as I said, you don't actually notice that you're doing it. And I, I genuinely, like, even when the Holy Spirit was showing me, um, where the feeling, um, that, that deep feeling of anger and frustration comes from in terms of, um, me feeling like I need to hit every mark, tick every box, dot every I, cross every T. Um, for me, that comes from feeling and seeing certain things that I saw growing up, not just in my home, but in society and feeling like, okay, I don't want to be in this place in life. You know, um, I don't want people to look down on me or I don't want people to judge me. So I need to work hard to get what I want. And, um, I didn't even realize, you know, I really didn't realize. And is everything sorted, healed, renewed now? No, because as I said, it's a process. Um, but what I realize is what I will, what I will try and do and not put pressure upon myself is be intentional in saying, okay, God, is this a silent promise that I've made to myself? What's my motives of why I want what I want or the relationship that I want, whether it be business, whether it be um, a church setting, whether it be family, whether it be friends, whether it be romantic, whatever it is, why, why do I want what I want? What's my driving factor? And when, when you see what that is, it's then for you to say, okay, God, I still kind of want to do things my own way that's the honest truth but even though I don't know the outcome please be at the center of this and yes you will fail you will fall and you may want to take it in your own strength again and that's okay you know that's something that God is teaching me and I feel like the circumstances he's allowed me to experience you know, sometimes it feels like, God, I'm backed up in a corner and I have nowhere to go. But essentially, it's my, it's my feelings, my thoughts, my actions that has put me in that corner. And I'm not really backed up in a corner. That's the truth. It feels like that, but I'm not. I have a sovereign God. I have a loving God. And there is no way he will send his son to die for me. There is no way he will speak of, of of a whole book of, of 
of, of loving promises of how he's here for me and allow me to be in a corner and say, hey, I can't really reach you. They're in my way. Or, hey, just um, just fight a bit so you can come out that it doesn't work like that. You know, your feelings is different to your reality, your spiritual reality. Um, and that's something that it blows my mind over and over again because it's so hard not to focus on what we physically see around us you know even um the scripture with i think was it the prophet it was either elijah or elisha um and there was with this um this servant guy do you know what let me read it i know the story but <laughs> i tend to remember it in ronnie's ways so let me just read it because it's a really, really good story. Um, so I think I'm going to read back a bit, actually. Um, <clears throat> okay, so to give a bit of context, um, with this, so with 2 King 6, um, there was a battle that was going to be taken place between, I think, um, how do you say them? Aramines, Aramans, Aramines, um, and um, Israel, and um, yeah, let me read, let me read, so let's go from verse 8, and the prophet is Elisha by the way, not Elijah, when the king of Aram was at war with Israel, he would confer with his officers and say, we will mobilize our forces at such and such a place. But immediately Elijah, the man of God, would warn the king of Israel, do not go near that place. For the Arameans are planning to mobilize their troops there. So the king of Israel would send word to the place indicated by the man of God. Time, um, time again, Elijah warned the king so that he would be on the alert there. The king of Aram became very upset over this. He called his officers together and demanded, which of you is the traitor? Who has been informing the king of Israel of my plans? It's not us, my lord, the king. Um, one of the officers replied, Elisha the prophet in Israel tells the king of Israel, even the words you speak in the privacy of your bedroom. Go and find out where he is. The king commanded, so I can send troops to seize him. And the report came back. Elisha is at Dothan. So one night the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround um, the city. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there, um, there were troops, horses and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. Don't be afraid. Take note of the next verse. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elijah prayed, O oh Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes. And when he looked up, 
he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. Ah, oh, I'm getting emotional. I'm actually getting emotional. Um, it, it when I when I read when I read that scripture, um, I am comforted by knowing, even though I see my physical circumstance in how I see it, in how God sees it, it's completely different. And you can't understand it because you can't see it. You can only see it when, God's when God opens up your spiritual eyes. And sometimes, how do we see these things? When God gives us dreams, when he gives us um, words of interpretation, um, maybe it be from tongues. Someone has um, been given a message by God and someone else interprets that and that message is for you um it could be through visions and um that is a time where we see a glimpse into what our circumstances is really like and i want to say this actually i want to do a quick side note if you're struggling to see what your life is like and you are feeling so anxious because you don't know about tomorrow and you don't understand the circumstance that you're in. I think it's important to ask God to open up your eyes so you can see. I, I think not enough people are receiving dreams and visions of God. And that is because not enough people spend time in his presence you don't have to be weird or cringy you don't have to you know be praying 10 10 hours every day but to be intentional in your relationship with god is important and that is the only way you'll see certain things and when you see some people um and you wonder why they keep getting up again in life and even with all the setbacks that they have and you think how are they going? They're not meant to keep going. Their circumstances is awful. Because they are near in the presence of God, they are strengthened every day and they're fulfilled with his love and his promises. And he gives them dreams and visions and they are able to understand and keep going because they see deeper than we actually see. Because, of course, if we just see with our two eyes in our head, there's nothing to be hopeful for because when you look around you, everything and every person is broken, even nature. <laughs> you know, we're looking at climate change um, and global warming. Everything is broken. So I can completely understand why you would feel hopeless and remain hopeless. But if you want that change, it is important to be in the presence of God. I'm just going to say from my point, yes, sometimes it can feel frustrating because it's like, God, I'm in your presence. This is when you do enter into the presence of God and you are intentional in your relationship with him. 
and sometimes it can feel like, but God, I was expecting to receive something now. And that's a whole nother conversation that we will have, probably another episode. But let's start with the process of being in intention in the presence of God. And I want to say this, you've probably heard it before, but I'm going to repeat it again. It's not enough just to go to Sunday church. You need to have a relationship with God in the week. So I think it's important for us to understand um, sorry yeah that was my um housemate <laughs> i had to quickly stop that recording um what was i saying yeah it's when you are intentional in the presence of god oh god <laughs> one second i'm gonna have to pause it again well this is life isn't it it's real life <laughs> um one day i shall have a studio um, but right now we're, we're doing the best with what we have. Um, back again. So, yeah, when you are um, intentional, it can be difficult sometimes when you don't receive the answers in the timing that you desire. Um, especially when there are physical demands, be it bills to pay, be it um, people, you know, whether they want an answer, whatever it is. Um, be it just things around us but I think going back to um two kings and especially um verse 17 when it says when Elijah said Lord open up his eyes and let him see now bearing in mind the the person the um what is he addressed as here let me just check got up early um he's just the he's just the man okay the person who um in my version anyway version of the bible the person who um elisha prayed for as essentially in his conversation with god and said open up his eyes his eyes were already open that is why he went to elijah and he was panicking because his physical eyes were open but what Elijah prayed for was that his spiritual eyes to be open. And what I don't want us to forget is this. I know that there has been, unfortunately, um, people, so-called men and women of God, who aren't true men and women of God anyway, and who have decided to um, use the true relationship of Christ to be their brand and marketer and con people out of their money and just say things that aren't true. Um, and I've had an experience like this anyway, and I know it really does affect your faith because I know after that experience, because mine lasted for a short period of time, maybe two or three years. Um, but I know with that experience, I absolutely hated God. And I was like, no, 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 no. Um, there's no way because I, I completely trusted this person shared so much of my life with this person submitted to this person under their leadership um and completely bamboozled and i get it i get that sometimes there are people um who genuinely love god um are called by god men and women who are called by god but have human moments um and as much as we believe and we know okay they're called by god the human moments affect us with that all said, 
um, don't neglect the presence of God and don't neglect the spiritual insight that he gives us. You know, I don't want you to ever walk away and be like, yeah, I just go to church. Um, I read my Bible on my phone when the, when the, you know, the pastor or the worship leader says turn to the scripture and that's it. Remember, there is a whole spiritual world that we can't see. Just let that sink in. I know, again, that there have been people who have misled you or um, made you feel as though, you know, you're not holy or righteous or worthy enough. And now you are just healing or you haven't gone through that process of healing. And you don't want anything to do with the word of God. I completely, completely get it. I've been there. And I only feel like, it, I only feel like really now certain things, I'm, I'm really just getting on my feet again. Um, and the experience that I had, when did it, when did it finish? I left that so-called church 2018. And I'm only just getting on my feet again. And sometimes I still feel a little bit um, fearful anyway. So there's things I'm still struggling with from that um, so-called church experience. Um, but now I'm in an amazing church and I thank God. Um, and I know people aren't perfect, but I genuinely feel loved, cared for, respected by. And now I'm learning anyway, no matter whether it's a healthy church environment or a fake church or whatever it is, whether the church is going through a season or not um boundaries boundaries are important anyway so there's certain things i'm learning um by having boundaries but yeah i want you to remember that um the presence of god is real you know um <laughs> praying um fasting reading speaking in tongues those things are all real i'm not going to tell you how much to do or i'm not going to tell you how to do it but um, it's real. And just allow God to guide you step by step to really access those spiritual gifts because it's a blessing. It's like weapons, you know, it's our weapons because you imagine you being in the presence of God and praying and you get a dream a few months later um, and it's, it's guidance on a decision to make and that saves you 10 years, 15 years or saves you a lifetime of pain. Um, it's really worth it. It's really worth it. But um, back to the silent promises. And I think I'll just wrap this up here. Um, you will make them without realising. Um, sometimes you'll make them and you'll forget. But what's important is to understand whether you made them without realising um or whether you made them and you forgot and something has happened years later in your life and it's coming back up again allow god to be at the center of that and um allow him to to guide you in that so yeah let me just pray um before um we go god i just ask that you help each and every person listening to know that whether or not they made this promise um, with or without realizing that you still wanna be at the center of their life. Um, and if that promise is something that wasn't healthy, that wasn't good, that they would call bad, um, 
Help them to know that you can turn that situation around in their life. Help them to know that you can you can help them heal. You can help them grow. You can help them learn from that experience. But you are at the centre and you want them to feel whole and loved. And if it's a promise, a silent promise that it um it's something they deem to be good, help them to know that you can you can help them maintain and grow what they have. You can help them to also be a blessing to other people and they can learn from um, just trusting in you for that promise. But help them to also know that if it is something that they seem, you know, they deem to be good, that remind them that they can't keep anything in their own strength and that anything that you've blessed them with and you've granted them with all comes back to you. Um, so whether they're in the good camp or the bad camp, God, I just ask that you remind them that you hear and you see those um, silent promises um, and you just want to be at the centre of their life. You want to have that intentional relationship with them. Um, so, yeah, have your way, Pops. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. We should do this again. Well, you know where to find me.